When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hey y'all, it's Alante, and you're listening to Black and in Grad School, the podcast that helps women and people of color like you excel in this journey. If you're listening, I believe you are an aspiring or current scholar who wants to successfully navigate this process by sharing my experience while pursuing my PhD and interviewing other black graduate students or early career professionals, it is my hope that you can glean encouragement, advice, and strategies that you can apply to your journey. Thanks for listening. What up though? It's been a long time since I have had a updated episode and I'm just happy to be here. It's been a minute, y'all. I hope you're well. Happy New Year. And I have a quick episode that I just knew I needed to just sit down and record and could not wait until I was done with my dissertation. And so we're going to start the way we always do with Lessons from the Trap. So today's Lesson from the Trap, Dopamine by Boss. I really like this song. I, every year, actually, since about 2016, I just kind of create a playlist of songs that I randomly hear and like and just add it to the playlist. And I don't really know how I came across this song, but it popped up and I was like, oh, I love this. And I feel like it would be a great lesson from the trap whenever I get back around to it. And this song maybe didn't come out in 2021. I do not care. That's when I discovered it. And that's how I made it onto the playlist. So the chorus goes, got a whole tank of dopamine, flush it. You're only as low as you think, F it. You're never as low as you think. Nah, nah, you're never as low as you think. I like that. I think it's just dope, right? And you, you aren't as low as you think when ish is really hard. But in the first verse, he's talking about having a job he doesn't like, but knowing that good things are coming. He says, no, I got a lot of things coming, man. No, a lot of people doubt it. He didn't say people, um, but they don't understand. Ain't no limits on what God can prove. He told me this life wasn't logical and I showed him it was possible, like F an obstacle. And I just want to bring that to you. <laughs> it has motivated me. It has poured into me as I have gone through these last couple of months of writing this dissertation y'all oh my god and I do have a lot more updates but I just wanted to start with that lesson from the trap okay so with that I have to give some updates because I feel like it would be super whack if I was to go from lessons from the trap to the <laughs> topic of the day without anything in the middle like uh where you been what's up with you and if you don't care that's okay too we can fast forward and it'll this isn't gonna be long so I am in the last semester of my PhD like oh 
I, all I can do is be grateful. I'm admittedly extremely tired. I'm recording from my bed right now, <laughs> um, but I'm in my last semester of my PhD and I have a lot of other updates. I'm waiting to share because the last year was a whirlwind, wasn't it, for all of us? Um, and yeah, but I will definitely be giving more updates as the year progresses. Also, I'm officially a first author shorty. So I finally, I mean, this is also another long story, had the first paper I wrote in my PhD program published and I got the notification that it's been accepted and that it's going to go into print soon. I shared it on my Instagram story, um, maybe last week. And I'm just so grateful. Like, I'm just so grateful that this paper is out there. And as you know, because it is 2022 I wrote this in 2017 2018 it took a really long time for it to get published but I'm first author and I'm really excited I definitely want to give those two updates so I wanted to kind of more succinctly do a little bit of update it's like what I'm grateful for and what I'm excited about so what am I grateful for I'm grateful that I'm almost done I'm grateful for my family and friends who check in on me because in this season of the grad school grind that has not been my strong suit and I'm so grateful to the people who just shoot me a text randomly FaceTime me and just check in on me. Um, I'm just really grateful and extending grace as I wrap things up and kind of go ghost as a result. Um, I'm also really grateful for the creative, personal, and professional work I've done while I've been in my PhD program. Even though I said I'm not ready to share everything, what I can say is that I really believe that this year is a year of harvest for me for all of the work I've done in these different places. And it's been a lot of seed planting, seed planting, seed planting with what feels like very little harvest. Some, not 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 none, but this year and even the way that I was entering into this year comparatively <laughs> is much bigger and I'm really grateful for that and I've been trying to slow things down a bit to give myself space to embrace and enjoy this harvest season for me. What I'm excited about again even that kind of goes into what I just said enjoying that harvest right I'm excited about once I'm done taking some serious rest so that's happening in the next few months and Believe it or not, I'm excited about graduating. And I say that believe it or not because um, folks who know me, and maybe I've mentioned it on the podcast before, and, I, and if I haven't, uh, this is news, but I did not walk after my master's. I left that city and to never return, with the exception of one time when my dear, dear friend Kelsey graduated. But I didn't care to go back for my own graduation. I did not want to. I did not really want to have any memories of my time at that school. Actually, my diploma is still in the folder or the uh, the the package it came in the mail like yeah it's kind of wild that also it's exactly 10 years from when I graduated from undergrad which like sometimes it's like oh my god it took me 10 years to get my PhD but I lived a life in between there so it's cool but I'm also like looking forward to the hooding ceremony I'm looking forward to celebrating with my family and friends even if it's virtual I'm looking forward to it and I remember my first go around in the grad school journey, just not being excited and, and like I just shared, like having no desire to celebrate that milestone. And so I'm looking forward to it. So with that said, um, we can go right into the topic of the day, which is all about creating systems and habits over goals or that support your goals. It might be a more appropriate way to think about it. And in order to graduate, right, and to, to, to experience all these things, the harvest, the, all of this stuff, uh, I gotta write this paper. <laughs> I gotta get this writing done. And 
last year I, I made some some major headway and I was really excited. I finished another paper and all I have left is one paper context that my dissertation is organized in four papers. So typically for uh, our university or our department's engineering, it's a three paper dissertation. Since I'm in a joint PhD program, I'm doing two for one department, two for another. So I'm, I'm writing four papers for a dissertation. So I've written three already. I have one more to go that I'm wrapping up in the next couple of months. And with that said, how I was able to get to, I would say 75, 80% is I stopped waiting for bouts of motivation. Overall, I am a relatively motivated person. I think I'm, um, I can definitely kind of like push myself and do that work. And I think we all are. You know, as graduate students, individuals who are in this journey, you are motivated, you are intrinsically motivated to get the thing done that you planned on doing and to see through this experience. But for Alante, last year, I mean, my motivation tanked. Oh my gosh. Like the, the, like, let me wake up and get this done because when I get it done, I'm going to feel good. That was no longer happening. <laughs> um, when I would talk to like family and friends who were like considering graduate school, I'm like, do not do it. This is the worst thing you could do. And quite frankly, I feel like I was just really experiencing like being jaded from this from this time. And a lot of things wore me down. And I think some of it's reasonable from uh, the pandemic, right? We're now in our third year of this thing. And I was just burnt out over time just of doing this work, kind of just working long hours at this. You might relate to at least some of these things and also new responsibilities and new priorities have t popped up for me. And my plate was already pretty full. So that added to kind of just my motivation being lower because I just feel like I had more things. I'm trying to decide what's important between self, other responsibilities, school, you know, and of course also still content creating for a black and in grad school. So it was a lot going on, not to mention, I also am in a different phase of my graduate school experience and my PhD where I have no structure. I mean, literally I was meeting with my advisors every other week. I had one weekly meeting for an for a fellowship and that was it. The rest of my time was literally all up to me. I had to be very intentional about creating structure. I say all this to share, this is how I was feeling like last year and then I'm coming into the new year. I'm like, this is what I'm bringing with me is yes, your why is important and being intrinsically motivated is a good thing. And motivation comes and, and, and we shouldn't just act as if we never are motivated because I know if you're listening, you're a very motivated person. You're listening to a podcast about grad school. You want to keep doing good and making progress in your journey. When that motivation comes, we got to tap into it. In the same way that we tap into the moments when our body and our mind tell us to rest and be still. I had to put that in there. Mindfulness. <laughs> mindfulness. You also might be feeling wherever you are on your journey, right? That motivation isn't maybe coming as steadily and the flow is not as steady as it used to be. That's okay. That makes sense, especially given the conditions of this world, given whatever the conditions are in your personal universe. It's okay. And so what I did and what I'm recommending to you and something I, not like I just totally didn't knew last year but I think just really got put into practice and it was like very very clear this is what worked well for me and I hope it works well for you is shifting away from motivation and towards making it a habit making your work a habit for me what it helped was that it gave me structure because I then had a schedule that I followed as far as writing when I was reading when I was 
editing, I kind of had my own little bit of flow and structure and what that looks like. Even though it might not have been day to day the exact same flow and structure, but I knew after I finished to say some pre-writing, then I go back the next day and clean it up. And then I'm gonna wait knowing me another two days <laughs> to go back and do some heavy editing because I just have to give things time to breathe. In the meantime, maybe I'm working on another project or I'm doing some coding for another paper whatever but I had kind of like a flow another part of that shift away from motivation towards like habit was that reducing decision fatigue like I shared I have some new responsibilities and priorities that are on my plate and sometimes it's hard and you might even experience it. you don't know what next what to do next or what to work on next because everything feels important and everything is like so number one but if it's like I'm doing this at this time um be it writing reading whatever having that decision already made for me because I made it at the beginning beginning of the semester really helped on times helped me with times where my brain and my body just sort of knew it was time to work it's time to get to it and I took that question out of do I want to work out of the equation and I know there are days where we have to we don't need that thought <laughs> we need to just get to the work done because it's due or whatever's happening so that helped me also like because of the way that I structured my time there were now time constraints and like windows that I was working during my days and those time constraints in some ways made me more efficient now I'm not gonna lie I am still working on this it's a work in progress I think even after my PhD it'll be something I'm working on I can definitely get fixated on certain things and take what should have been a couple of hours in today's like I'm not gonna lie, but it helped a bit um, in wanting to kind of get things done by the certain time. And what tied all of this together, right? This structure, this reduction in decision fatigue, this time constraint and efficiency as far as I'm working was co-working. Co-working, AKA <laughs> study groups, working with other people, getting on Zoom. Yeah, pretty much been on Zoom. Seriously, last year I was co-working every day but Sunday. I know that probably sounds bad, but that was what it was taking to get my work done, to get the content creation done for Black and in grad school and the scholar circle. It really was helpful and something about me that I've always known, but I think I sometimes feel awkward about being a graduate student is that I've always enjoyed working with other people. Like maybe not necessarily in a group project, but study groups when I was in college, that's how I got through like most of my calculus and math courses and my chemistry courses was a group of fellow students and we were meeting regularly and studying. And that's how I stayed on top of my work the best. Like, tell me I need to be somewhere and I will be there and I will actually stay focused because we're all there and I don't want to waste anyone else's time. I certainly don't want my time to be wasted. And it just gave me that external accountability to be focused. In addition, I'm meeting up with people, right? Again, even if it's not like I was in college, as a graduate student meeting with people online, I'm excited to meet. Kind of makes it just feel less cumbersome because there's someone there that I'm doing the work with. As a result, I've also made like legit friends through co-working, like developed whole relationships not because we're not working that's actually why people like to work with me <laughs> because I stay focused but maybe at the beginning or end of the session we get a couple minutes to talk and or we're talking about our work or just kind of share a quick thing during breaks that relationship just built over time of showing up every week 
together to get things done. This also, just to kind of give you an idea of what it looked like, it was a mix of group sessions, scheduled one-on-one co-working time, and it could be anywhere from 25 minutes, which is one Pomodoro, to four hours at a time. But for me, my sweet spot was two-hour time blocks. Where did I find these people? Sometimes on Twitter, sometimes on Instagram, even some listeners of the podcast. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. (laughs) And I also organized my own co-working sessions through the co-working community, the Scholar Circle. And so it's created for graduate students specifically. And last year we had 78 co-working sessions and that's equal to 320 co-working hours in the year. That's also equivalent to (laughs) uh, 48 hour workdays. So almost a month and a half of additional time towards your work that was focused. And that is been such a game changer for the members of the Scholar Circle community to have this combination of meeting with people, meeting in these groups, and it's really been dope. And we're actually starting back up January 18th, if you're interested. I think they're great. They We have a facilitator at every session, so you don't have to worry about folks getting the conversation, getting carried away or anything like that. We check in, you tell us what you're gonna do. We set a timer for an hour, then we check back in again, 10 minutes max, and we're back to another hour of focus time. And then we check in again at the end. Super straightforward, work is getting done. Folks are getting to it and you feel good at the end of it. Not to mention you're doing exactly what we just talked about in this episode, right? Making your work a habit and reducing that decision fatigue, being efficient with your time, all of the things. And you get to meet some really, really amazing graduate students and actually a couple of postdocs too and a couple of people who are applying. So it's a little bit of everybody. It's for the scholars, okay? Scholar Circle. We're starting back up on January 18th. And if you're interested, sign up for a free co-working session using the link in my show notes. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I know it's been a minute, but I just didn't want the new year to start without giving something fresh, saying what's up, kind of sharing this shift that's been really helpful for me. And I hope it's been helpful for you to hear some of these things. So Wishing you the best 2022. If I see you in a co-working session, I'm excited. If I see you on these IG streets, I'm excited. If I see you on Twitter, I'm excited. Just wishing you the best and that you have some harvest this year too. Take care. Bye. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Blackin' in Grad School. For more content to help you on your grad school journey, check out blackingradschool.com. That's B-L-K-I-N gradschool.com. Love this episode? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.